Welcome to another episode of the Portically Yours Extended Podcast. I'm Yvonne Boos. Every week, Portically Yours lets you hear the voices of some Northern Illinois poets and a few from other areas. The Friday segment only gives you glimpses of the poet's essence, but it doesn't show the full picture. This monthly podcast serves as a backdrop for the weekly show. This month's feature poet is Rhonda Parsons. Rhonda talks about her inspiration for writing and why she thinks poetry is a vehicle that helps her make the world a better place. Take a listen. All right, Rhonda, thank you so much for taking part in this Poetically Yours Extended podcast. Now, I do know that you started writing when you were in high school for a creative writing class. Um, Can you tell me why did you continue after that? That is a good question. I, I think I continued after that because it's how I feel I communicate what I have to say the best. There's something about putting words on paper that just really speaks to me. So I don't know exactly how I want to say it right now, but I tried to have put it in another room in the house. So. It's okay. Is that your dog? Who, what's your dog's name? Well, that one is Chico, and then there's one called Cherish and one named Corizana. You have three dogs. What kind are they? They're chihuahuas. And they want to be a part of the Poetically Yours podcast tonight. Okay. I think they do. That's that's They're quite all right. <laughs> all right. So before the dogs um, decided they had something to say, we were talking about why you continue to write. And then you were talking about your inspiration and you're about to get into that. I guess my inspiration is nature is a big inspiration for me, as well as um, sharing a more positive vibration, stuff that would help a person get through what I think is very challenging times, but yet at the same time, without those challenges, I don't think we'd grow as much. No, I think I understand things that today that I wouldn't have understood five years ago or something because of that. So that is one added benefit, I would say. Now, um, so you started writing when you were in high school and you continued the craft, but can you tell me as you continue to write for yourself, did you start noticing other poets? And if so, who were they? I have like Robert Frost and I think I'm more of like an old school person, but I like the, I wish I could think of her name right now, Amanda Gorman. She's a new, fresh voice with a powerful message. Now tell me about your love for writing about nature. It's like a, a general question, Yvonne, or? Like you said, you're inspired by nature. And I know a lot of your poems have to do with nature. Why do you choose to focus most of your writing on nature? I don't know if I actually choose it or if it's just something where the thoughts flow so well. There, there have been a few times where I, I saw something beautiful out in nature and I just had this idea to write about it and one time I was inspired by the fish pond in the backyard. It was, it was so lovely. I just had to, with all the dragonflies and the koi and stuff, I just 
felt moved to write about it. I think it's more the inner feelings that would guide me to write with nature. Tell me more about those inner feelings, because when I get them, it's usually three o'clock in the morning and I, I get some, you know, some inspiration, but I don't get up and write because I think I'll remember that and then I won't remember it. So I'll have a notebook by, by my bed so that I can at least jot those um, those lines down and go back to it whenever I can. But tell me about your inner feelings and how often those hit you where you have to pick up that pen and put it on paper. That's a good question. Kind of going from what you just described, I haven't had that experience for quite a while. And I would actually get up in the middle of the night and I would not even bother to turn on the light. I would just scribble the words down on the paper and then I would put my head on the pillow and I'd have some more thoughts. And that would happen five or six times. And by then I'd have a, a poem written, but I haven't had that experience for a while. How often are you writing now? Well, I've, I have some ideas in mind and I've got a few words on them, but I think I've done a bit more editorials lately than I have poetry. But I think my inner feelings more, it's hard to describe that. All right. Now, uh, when you graduated high school, what did you do after that? Just in, in, in regards to life in general. Well, I remember I got my first job at a grocery store and I was one of the favorite packers there. I, I, people would actually kind of stand and line and wait for me because they wanted me to do their groceries, which was a nice compliment, I guess. Other <laughs> than that, I went to uh, take CNA classes and I worked at the children's home for a while. And that experience was pretty rewarding because I got to meet some wonderful people. What type of profession are you in now? Now I do home health care. I work one-on-one -on -one with clients and help them stay in their homes. And we do everything from playing games and making meals. And I help them keep their house clean. Now, in regards to your, your poetry, what um, fuels that fire for you? to just keep writing because you're doing something totally different. Some people I talk to, they, they taught or, or they write on a consistent basis, but you're doing something totally different, even outside of the, the um, type of poetry you write about. It's like, it's not like you work in nature, but those are the type no. of poems that you gravitate to. How do you keep that fire going? You might kind of relate it to a, a story I did years ago. I was having some issues figuring out the exact words and how to get it right. But I did not throw that story out. I would pick it up and look at it from time to time. And I had these vibrations in my body that tell me I had to figure it out. I just had to. So I was asking a friend of mine who writes a lot of stories for feedback. And she told me she wanted me to develop the character of the little boy, why he saw rainbow angels. And once I thought about why he was getting visits from rainbow angels, I ended up being able to finish that story. 
So I guess linking that to poetry is the reason because I, I think I have a valuable message that people are ready to hear. And that's, that's my fire. Um, so I want to stop a moment and um, I would like to ask you to share one of your poems. Okay. I don't think I have any with good winter imagery, but the ones I did select are because I feel they're very positive and help us get through these times. And that's okay because we have <laughs> enough winter imagery outside right now <laughs> in the Chicagoland area. So I am okay with that. Okay. Well, I have um, humanity thrives when you and I fly up on the screen. So I guess that would be a good starting point. Like to wings of a bird, humanity flies when men and women work side by side. I am one wing of an eagle and you are the other. Great things await you, but don't break my wing. Humanity thrives when you and I can fly. But soar to great heights and use our eagle-like perception. A better world awaits if we use sharp, accurate vision. Like two wings of a bird, humanity flies when men and women work side by side. I am one wing of a hummingbird and you are the other. Let's be together in swift unison, flying back to the past and then forward with tireless energy and timeless joy. A sweeter world awaits learning from yesterday's mistakes. Let's hover amidst honeysuckle so the trumpet vines sound out. Perfect peace, perfect unity. The miracle of living, laughing, loving from a full open heart. Let's stop dead in midair like the hummingbirds do. There is magic in the moment and I want to share it with you. Like two wings of a bird, Humanity flies when men and women work side by side. I am one wing of an owl and you are the other. Let's fly to the tree of wisdom and temper our choices with love and compassion. So heaven on earth becomes more than a grand vision. God is in all and heaven is in the heart. Let's hoot it from the treetops and paradise will start. Let's keep our eyes open when cloudy nights come. Grab with strong talons, stars that light the sky. Justice, not an eye for an eye or do it my way, but heavenly love, words of encouragement and education for all. She is your partner and helped you soar high. You cheer on and together you fly. Fast, high, far and strong, humanity thrives when you and I fly. I love that. It's almost like I'm listening and I'm like, oh, that, that kind of sounds like a very inspirational poem for a couple. Um, but I, I love the imagery in there and also the repetition that you use there. And then the way you consistently use the word wing. Can you tell me what thought process did you have as you were picking what type of birds you wanted to put into this poem? Hmm. Well, it's been a while since I did that poem, so I'm 
I have to kind of remember, but I think with the hummingbird, I loved all the different ways that the bird can fly. And to me, that spoke a lot about the very movements that we have to make in life and how we get along. And then with the, the, the eagle and stuff, I chose that for the actual vision part and how it flies high up in the sky and can look down and see everything that we can't from where we are. So that was primarily for the perception. I'm hoping that sounded clear enough to you. But Yes, you sound just fine. Okay. And you talked about the owl as well. Yes, and I think that the owl was mainly for its strong talons and how it, I'm trying to, oh, yes. Okay, I guess for the, the strong talons and how it, it makes that hoots. Um, um, it's been so long since I've done this, so it, it's hard for me to. But it's okay. I, I think the owl was mainly for the, its vision as well, but it has the, like the night vision that we don't have. So I think I chose different things that we don't have, but yet they very strong in senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, how many books have you written? I know that you have the book, If a Picture is Worth a Thousand Words. What else have you written? Well, I did one that I call Take Five, and I think, yeah, Take Five. Were those the only two? Those are the only two I, I have. I have others poems and stories. I didn't put in those, but those are the, the two I have. How was that process of pulling the poems together and um, getting them in a book? I say it requires a lot of patience, but it was, it was fun. I remember I had a little difficulty with the formatting and my computer wanted to do all kinds of different things. So it was quite a process figuring that out but I had to talk to someone who does books quite a lot and he told me what kind of size paper to use when you're doing them the word program and stuff like that and page breaks the actual picking the poems and the stories that was the easy part but making it sure that it would print well and be pretty that was a learning experience outside of the person who gave you advice did you get any other outside help to put the books together do you mean actual outside help or like for example um I've had two books that I self-published yeah. um but I I reached out for someone especially that second one to edit for me and then I had someone else do the graphic design and the cover and and then you know I reached out to a printer and had them print so um, for your process, you said you, you, you sounds like you did the formatting in Word and did it yourself. But yeah. what about other the other components that come along with creating a book, like the ISBN number and the copyright and things like that? Did you get help or did you end up searching things out and putting everything together yourself? Well, I tried doing on Kindle Create and they assign all that stuff, but I was looking through some emails that contain actual publishers, and I, I found this one with a mission that I like that sounded right like who I am as a poet. So I was trying to see if 
I could get somebody to actually publish as opposed to self-publishing because I'm not even very good at marketing myself and <laughs> getting the word out there that I have books. So. so how was that process? Did you find somebody? Well, I submitted it to them and they said to give them a couple months before they get back to you. So it hadn't been quite that long, maybe a couple of weeks. If I could find their mission, I would share it because I just loved it. And I found if anybody's going to publish me, it might be them with their mission. So you, you have your books um, together. Are they available for the public? Or are you still working through that process? Well, they could be available. I did temporarily take them off the, the link for right now. And I could put them back up and have them available for sale. I just didn't know how it would work with this Codhill publishers that I was trying out for, for the contest. They didn't want poetry that was already self-published, but they didn't say any specific things for like submitting poetry books to them. So your two books that you have, you previously self-published them, but you're looking to maybe have a traditional publisher do something more to help with your marketing side and things like that? I think I need something because I haven't had the kind of success I'd like just self-publishing it. I can't market myself, you know. You know, that's one thing I have to work on getting over. Like a job interview, that's marketing yourself. (laughs) That certainly is. Now, you talk a little bit about, you know, how you feel inside and your vibrations. Can you dig a little deeper and explain what you mean by that? Well, I've had several of them. Sometimes one was related to a vision I had with a a rainbow. I had put a, like, you usually see rainbows as a half circle. And for a story, I was thinking... The rainbow must be a full circle. And then a few days later, I ended up actually seeing an astronaut picture on Facebook of a rainbow from space. And it was a full circle. But I guess when I have thoughts like that, there in the past, I have kind of felt a little dance in myself. And for me, that's confirmation that I'm not thinking craziness, you know. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but but that's the experience I've had with vibrations. And to me, there are components that tell me I'm on the right track of what my soul wants to do. Sounds like maybe a, a, a sense of calmness. Is that a good description when you say you feel these vibrations, a, a sense of um, comfort? I could say I agree with that. I want to make sure our listeners understand, you know, what you're going through when you're having these vibrations, um, these things that are inspiring you to write, especially about nature. Now, um, let's take a moment and and listen to another poem that you wouldn't mind sharing this afternoon. Okay. I would say this evening. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do a, a short one I picked out. This one is called Looking Through Worldly Glasses. I see the sky is blue and that mailbox across the street, fire engine red. I can state it like a fact. My eyes might believe it's true. 
Block myself from discovery, from beauty, from being. And if I remember red or blue haven't arrived at the party, I see with my inner senses. And what if I forget? I'm looking through worldly glasses and believe seeds, flowers, bodies are solid. What becomes of me? It hurts to see the loveless hearts bleeding all over the earth. And yet, if I forget I'm looking through worldly glasses, what becomes of the world? Seems better to let light bounce and bend off the spirit, bring the color spectrum out in sight. Again, another great poem. Now, I see that you also won an, an award for your book, If a Picture is Worth a Thousand Words. Tell me about your relation with the Rockford Writers Guild. That's something I found back several years ago, and it's been quite a blessing with the contest and opportunities it offers. And I keep wanting to go to the Zoom meetings, and by the time think about it. I'm a little bit late, so I'm hoping I can get back to a Zoom meeting. But I do love the Rockwood Writers Guild and what they offer poets and writers of all sorts. Why do you think different poetry groups, um, such as the, the Rockwood Writers Guild, why do you think they're important, they're important to artists? At the Guild, there's a, a sense of community and like-minded companions and then they offer support and direction. There was one time I used this, was it the commentary corner or something where you could submit your work and have a proofread and get feedback. So services like that are very valuable. How do you think poetry helps humanity? I would say it helps because it's art and art is a means that can reach a lot of people. I don't know exactly how to explain it at this time, but I had once taken a class on faith and the arts, and there was this one quote about the sympathetic nerve that present work in the body, works between the body and the soul. So I'm thinking that the soul is moved by art. And maybe not just any art, but if it has components of like shadow and light together, that's, I think, a very great educator because it can show you a better way of being. Yeah. Now, how would, what type of impact would you like for your portrait to have on the world? That's a, a big question. I don't know that I have a specific answer to that. I'm just hoping that I guess the short answer would be positive, positive. I think I used that last poem had some science knowledge in it, and I have other poems with some science knowledge in it. So maybe in terms of that, I would like the to bridge the gap between science and spirituality and science and religion because and that's a big problem we're facing these days. So that would be one specific thing I would like my poetry to do. Now I'm trying to think um, before we go any further, we talked about the writers, the Rockford Writers Guild. Are, are there any other groups that you're a part of? I would have to learn about what other groups there are first. <laughs> How do you make time for your writing? Sometimes I carry around a notebook, and then if I have thoughts flowing through me, I can write them down, and other times I might deliberately sit down and try to meditate on a topic and 
see what comes forth. Sometimes I might do best if I'm not even trying to think, you know, I think I've had ideas when I'm just washing the dishes and doing stuff like that. So in that case, it's not an, an issue of making time. It's just being maybe fully present and open so I can write poetry. Now, I was um, interviewing um, a poet a couple of months ago, and they were talking to me about the research that they do that go mm-hmm. before they write. Um, and you talked about science. Tell me why you take that knowledge that you have and put it in your poetry. Hmm. About science specifically? Yes, or anything else that you've studied that you know about. Like, why is it important to educate your readers through your poetry? I don't know if this is the answer to your question, but as to why I even put knowledge in there, I I think we'd go back to when I took writing classes in high school, or I took some writing classes in college, like journalism or poetry. And one of the key things the instructor told me was to make sure I had facts in there. I think with this one poem I was thinking of, I had had a nice um, alliteration, but the instructor didn't feel like it was representative of nature. So he wanted me to make sure I I did that. So from then on, that's if I'm putting hummingbirds or anything like that, and I'll take some time and research how they fly or stuff like that. How do you think that adds to your writing? I I would hope it adds beauty and depth and encourages people to learn more about nature or science, whatever the topic is. All right. It might add um, believability too. There's facts in there and adds credibility. Now, do you um, surround yourself with poets? Are you one of those poets who um, just write without the inspiration of other poets? I probably feel like more of a, I write without the inspiration of other poets. If your question is, do I sit around and and talk with other poets and then write? No, (laughs) no, I just have ideas and things I want to say. And then I, I find the poetic words to get my message across. Now, um, we didn't talk about if you have any children I heard your dogs um, yeah so I know you have your you have your animals but do you have any children no no no. just just the dogs and the children okay and I asked that question because I want to know how how your children inspire your writing but of course I never heard you talk about any children and I didn't (laughs) want to leave that out during this interview um what inspires you the most I think just the need to share my vision and do my part to make the world a better place through poetry and other means. Poetry is one means. I think that is my main inspiration. Now, is there anything else you would like to share with me? I think we covered basically a lot of good stuff, Yvonne. (laughs) Well, good. Now, um, if people wanted to purchase your books that you have or learn more about you, how can they do that? We're actually on Amazon. And we just have to um, be pub- publish them again. 
Okay. What about like social media? Do you post anything? Do you have Facebook page, Instagram, or any of that? I know there are a lot of social media platforms out there. Facebook is the one I use the most. I've tried things like Twitter and I have tried Instagram, but I don't really use them. Okay. So what's your Facebook? Like if someone wanted to just follow you on Facebook, what, what would they look up for that? It's Rhonda Parsons, I believe. There might be several of us. All right, Rhonda. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with me today. And thank you for being a Poetically Yours contributor. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks for joining me for another Poetically Yours Extended Podcast. Find past episodes at WNIJ.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to the Nick Monty Trio Band for allowing us to use their music. For Poetically Yours, I'm Yvonne Booz.